Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Right, you hadn't been recording. I was on fire right then, man. How could you miss that? I did record it. So we are back from a long, was it seven months? It's been a little bit. It was, yeah, it's seven months that he's you know, been subscribing to me. And that's like, so nine or 10 months for us. When a crazy virus interrupts the world. Yeah. These things happen. Hey, but we're back and ready to go. We're going to start doing these things from home and yep. uh, have a good time with it. And today we're going to jump to 1987 Adventures in Babysitting. With Miss Elizabeth Shue. Sexy Miss Shue. Um, yes. Yeah, so 1987. You know, I thought this movie came out earlier than the 80s. I mean, than the 87, anyways. I thought it came out like in 84 or something. Yeah, it feels older, doesn't it? It does, because kind of 80s are almost the, 40 years away. Yeah, and some of the scenes in it kind of really date it. It's uh, pretty awkward. Yeah. Some of the cell phones. Um, That's yeah. 1987. Did you know The Simpsons aired their first episode in 87? Oh, wow. No. I don't know anything about The Simpsons, though. I don't watch them. I mean, me neither. I just know they play the same shit. And Mm -hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. The good cartoon came out. Yep. And then uh, you could also fight Mike Tyson in a Nintendo game. Yeah, Mike Tyson's uh, punch out, right? Yeah. And I can never beat his ass. Yeah, that's no, what it never. was. All right, so this He's movie. He's beatable, though. Oh, he I is beatable, dude. Beat mm-hmm. Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm Twitch. Never, I can never see anyone do that. Yeah, I guess that, too. So this movie, synopsis. Let's give it to him. Oh, okay. When plans with her boyfriend fall through, high school senior Chris Parker ends up babysitting the Anderson kids. Brad and Sarah. What should be a quiet night in, however, turns into a series of ridiculous exploits, starting when they leave the house to pick up Chris's friend, Brenda. Soon, Brad's buddy, Daryl, is involved, and the group must contend with car thieves, blues musicians, and much more. What a synopsis, dude. It's quite the synopsis, yeah. Yeah. Um... A little about this movie, though. So it stars Elizabeth Shue, as you said earlier. She was in mm-hmm. uh, Karate Kid. Um, that one with Nicolas Cage. Was it Leaving Las Vegas? Is that what it is? Yeah, Leaving I Las Vegas. I no idea. She was in the first Back to the Future. Or no, not the first one. The second and third. Second one. and third, right? Yeah. And then my favorite one was The Saint. She was in Karate Kid as well, wasn't That's she? That's what one I of said. Them? Two yeah. of them? Yeah. Okay. I zoned out. Sorry. And... <laughs> 
And then uh, here recently, she played in that TV show on uh, Amazon Prime, The Boys. Right. Which... And then she was also in Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. Like the last two episodes of this last season. Yeah. Just a it was bit. a good time, man. I liked her in that one, too. Yeah. Um, we have Brad, played by Keith Coogan, who you just told me looks terrible now. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. He didn't age as well as Elizabeth Shue, but I'm I'm guessing she had a little bit of help. You know what yeah. I mean? It's true. Yeah. I don't know. I think dudes, when they get older, they look like shit. He um, he's like as a friend now. says, he has a lot of forehead to share with the world. Damn! Look at my fucking forehead. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember seeing him I mean, anything it's... else though, dude. Yeah. Do you? I mean. No, I'm just looking I, it up. Mm-mm. He was in, apparently in Toy Soldiers, which I don't remember that. Oh, he was in Don't That's Tell Mom the, the Babysitter's Richard. Dead. Oh, he liked the babysitting movies, eh? Yeah. <laughs> 80s and 90s. The, the toy was the one with Richard Pryor, is that right? But no, he's in Toy Soldiers. Oh, Toy Soldiers. Oh, that's yeah, the one with the... Um, Kurt Russell and Tommy... Yeah, with the toys come alive. School. Oh, hold on. No, no. I Toy know. Soldiers is the prep school, isn't it? Where they get attacked? What am I thinking of? Red Dawn style? You're thinking of Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers. Yeah, Toy Soldiers is that one. And it and it stars uh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is another That's good movie we should watch. Boom. That is a good one. Noted. I haven't seen that in a long time. No shit, me neither, but I really like that one. Um, It also starred Daryl. Oh, that kid. Was Anthony Rapp, which I liked him. That kid annoyed me through the whole thing. I do. I, I liked him. He was cool. Um, he was in the he uh, was, the production. He was of a Rent. shit disturber, and he loved the drama. He did in boobs. Yeah. Sarah Can't Anderson was Maya Bruton. Bruton. Right. Yeah. And I only know her from uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, the TV show. And that was it. I don't know what that even is. I've never heard it. Are you serious, dude? From nineteen ninety to ninety-three? It was good shit. In a special appearance by Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, yeah. I like I gotta say I like D'Onofrio. Um he's he's pretty good in this movie. He's, he played, he's pretty funny. He's like four lines in it. Uh yeah, he, he has a small Dawson part, but... from Dawson's Garage. Uh, he's got AKA such a range, Thor. man. Yeah, aka Thor, dude, exactly. And this is before he got all huge and stuff, dude. He was kind of buff looking. He had blonde hair. It was weird. Yeah. 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 Totally He did weird. not look like he did in uh, Full Metal Jacket. No, he we'll did say not. say that. <laughs> no, he did not. They don't even look like the same people, do. No shit. When did you first see this movie, dude? Uh, a while back. Um, it was kind of in the wild, as, as you might say. Were you a I child? Think probably early 2000s-ish, probably. That's when you first saw this? I think so, yeah. And you still liked it? Yeah. I mean, it was okay. It's not one of my favorite movies or anything. And then I bought the DVD when I heard we were going to do this the first time. Yeah, um, which we planned to do earlier before the world Watched stopped. it. Yeah, I think I watched it twice then when we bought when I bought it. When we oh, were nice. It. And then I watched it again two days ago and last night as well. Damn, okay. See, this is the well, movie. Just I the just... one. I paused it. I paused it. Oh, I, I see. Half and half. This is one of those movies I put in the background if I'm doing shit or, like, just, you know, going to really? sleep or whatnot. Yeah. This is one of those no, movies this isn't, I can just kind of uh, just hang out it's with. It's not that for me. what's going on. 
Yeah, I mean it's that not all that the time. Me. But uh, I saw it. I don't. I didn't see it in the theater. But you know me, my TV guide search. Yeah. Because they used to put yeah. um the name of the thing, a short little description, and like one one or two of the main actors in it. And I saw mm-hmm. Elizabeth Shue. Damn. Okay. You got the highlight out. Bam. Highlight. She's my thing. favorite woman, dude. Yeah. And uh, I watched it, and uh, I had a good time with it. I liked it, but I think I watched it like in. 1990 oh, okay yeah yeah see i was i was born later i mm-hmm. was 1984 so i was like five and six in the 80s but you know i was around nine or ten for then but i like i like a, i like the adventure comedy thing so that's that's what did it for me yeah. and then me and my sister would watch it like when it came on tbs a lot mm-hmm. but it was, it was always a good one all right so we'll jump right in this sob um yeah so it starts with uh you know Elizabeth Shue dancing around her house, getting ready. Mm. I feel like a lot of movies start that way, especially in the 80s. It's, 80s, it's yeah. a classic thing. Why fuck with it? A music right? dance like montage. Yeah, you got to have one. Yeah. But it was yeah. to an old 50s song. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, so it starts with her doing that. Her boyfriend, Mike, comes over and cancels their anniversary date. You can tell the yeah. school is faking the whole time. Oh, yeah, just insincere, kind of a sleazebag, obviously. Yeah, but, um, oh, that's, we could have said that. He was played yeah. by Bradley Whitford. Um, the guy was Mike. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Camaro um, that he drove, what was the license plate? So cool. So cool. That was his actual car. No kidding. Yeah. Was that his actual license plate as well? Yeah. Because that'd be a yeah. shame. That's a shame. Oh, that's awful. That's I, uh, awful. I, I watched a YouTube video about um, this movie like a long time ago, and I remember hearing that. I was like, no way. What a That's douche. really bad. Um, so her friend Brenda comes over to... Uh, you got to love Brenda. I, I do like Brenda, dude. She yeah. comes over to uh, help her out, but she's not a very good... I don't know. She's more worried about her issues, right? Saying she's going to run yeah. away. Yeah. Which is pretty much how the Saying she's going to poison someone's tab with Drano? That's not cool. It's not right. a good thing to do. So Chris decides to go and uh, babysit the Anderson kids. Although... Yeah. She, she protests, I but mean, she, she uh, you know... Who has a babysitter if you're like... The oldest son's like 15, right? 15, yeah. 15. I don't... I that's... Mean, maybe he's... His parents think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the obvious conclusion, right? Right. Uh, I think by 10, I was able to watch myself. I think it was like 8 or 9, something like that, but for sure by 10. Yeah, I, I want to say the same, dude. But uh, I mean, my folks actually paid me to stay out of trouble. That works super fucking well. If you're out there and you have kids, pay them to stay out of trouble. So uh, you got uh, you got my money? I mean, it really you could works. go either way, really. Maybe, <laughs> but it worked for me. Um, In the scene... At the Anderson's house, I love pointing out all the uh, 80s shit. So they have Clarisel. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. And that for the zits. Do they even make yeah, that? that's still a thing today, though. Yeah, no, it's but still big it's today. Brown, dude. Like, she stole it to like use it on uh, her Thor painting. Right. I, didn't right. I needed a brown, brown she says. Brown? Uh, and then her I'm, skates are I wouldn't old think so. as hell, dude. Those metallic yeah. skates. Yeah. So weird. 
So they leave. Uh, Anderson's going to a party downtown in Chicago. This whole thing takes place mm-hmm. in Chicago, right? Or near Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. It's in Illinois. It's Chicago and Chicago downtown, kind of a suburb and then downtown. I actually had to look that up, right? Because they what say up? they're in Chicago. And there's a, uh, there's a scene where they show the Chicago skyline. And it's like uh... a worse green screen effect than mine right now. It's awful. <laughs> it's terrible looking. Um, it's just completely god awful. I mean, it looks like a uh, terrible little slide on like an overhead like a, projector. A picture. It was bad. It was oh, really it bad. Was even the green and screen, dude? No, I don't. I don't know what it was. I don't know AV's technology, but like, it was terrible looking, and it stands out so much because there's like a couple of kids in the foreground, and then this huge skyline, and it's supposed to be like this huge panoramic shot of the city, but it's awful looking. I don't even remember that. That stood out really but bad. I just in my know mind. 80s and their graphics are pretty bad, just in general. Yeah. I guess she receives a frantic call from Brenda, who apparently yes. did run away to the bus ta- uh, bus station downtown Chicago. She, said, she says, "I did it! I did it! I'm really in trouble now." And and uh, what's her name? Chris. Yeah. Is like, oh, you poisoned her tab with Drano. Yeah. All happy and excited, yeah. like, oh, you killed someone! Yay! She, she did seem a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she seemed really happy about it. Yeah, I was a little worried. It's, it's awkward. Yeah, I actually had to awkward, go back dude. and find out what she was talking about. But uh, but no, she she actually just ran away, and she's uh she ran away with exactly enough money to get a cab ride to the bus station. But and no not further. enough to yeah no like she was terrible That's, planning this. It's really poor planning. <laughs> I have to I imagine know. she's the same age as Chris, seventeen, maybe sixteen, Must maybe be. eighteen. Yeah, with those fat eighties glasses you've got to be smarter than that at 18 and 17 like you've got to be oh, no dude i was pretty stupid <laughs> but all the characters uh, at this uh, bus station were great um you see the old They're technology great, yeah. call phone booth which was apparently yeah, a hobo's house and what a bitch barbara is she's awful right here she is awful she's talking she on the phone in yeah, she's talking on the phone, and she's freaking out about this bum that wants his house back. His All he wants is his slippers. And she's freaking out and yelling at him and, and not giving him his slippers. Just give him his friggin' slippers. That's not even that, dude. He wanted her out of that booth so he could chill in it. Yeah, that's true. There is also that, but... He even I don't says, know, she get just out of my really... house! Yeah, I don't know. get out of my house! I there's, love that. There's better places for bums to live. I mean, you can't yeah. even lay down on that thing. No, but and it's clear you want to put like newspapers up or something. So Chris plans to go and pick her up. Mm-hmm. He was gonna go alone, but of course, or she was gonna go alone, but she is coerced by Brad, Sarah, and eventually Daryl to take them with her. Yeah, really blackmailed. Yeah, this is where we see Daryl for the first time. Um, also, it's fun to point out. I like how uh, Brad has this little crush on her. A pretty big crush, yeah. He's obsessed with her. Yeah. But, you know, I get that. I was always like the older girls, but and, I also had the older sister. I don't know. I mean, so she treats him like a she treats him like a five-year-old, but right. he's, he's two years two younger than her. Years two years younger. And in real life, seven years younger. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Way to I look that up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. We also find another little fun plot line. Daryl has that playboy, and the centerfold looks just like her. And I yep. can never like get a really good close enough look at it to see. Yeah, I mean it kind of does. But I, don't I mean they showed her face, her, right? 
No, it's definitely not her. They showed her face on the cover, and she does look a lot like her. It's the hair. The hair, I think, is the yeah. biggest thing that looks just like her. The perm. The big frizz. Mm -hmm. Which, I must point out for our uh, Twitch users, this is not a perm. Natural, normal hair. Natural curls, baby. <laughs> These things happen as they do. The station wagon that she yep. drives the suffers a flat tire on the like... freeway headed to uh, Chicago. Yep. And who were they picked right up along, by? A, to a tow truck driver named Handsome John Pruitt. Yep. I love <laughs> his truck, man, with that big JP on the front. It's yeah. awesome. I he's like this really, guy, uh, dude. He's a cool guy. He has uh, one hand. The other one's a, a hook. A bit of a jealous streak. <laughs> well, yeah. I would too, though, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's all sweet in the beginning. He offers to pay for their tire and take them to Dawson's garage to get it fixed. Yeah, what a nice guy. Mm-hmm. She protests a little bit. Chris protests, like, no, that wouldn't right. be right. You're paying for the tire. And he's like, what would be right? Leaving you kids out here on the freeway? See, that makes me like that guy What a, a nice lot. guy. Yeah. What a great guy. It turns instantly into, <laughs> on the CB radio, Dawson, which is Vincent, which I'm just wondering, like, how close of friends they are to be, you know, give them, like, this news. Uh, but on the CB, I guess, because yeah. cell phones don't exist, he tells him that his wife is cheating on him. So, of course, with all the kids in, in tow, he goes to, uh, he rushes to the house to confront the infidelity. Yep, and the he runs inside and there's a brawl, and yeah. the brawl turns into a gunfight. Yeah, he gets the gun from the, uh, the uh, glove box. Yeah. That the kids were convinced a hand was in. <laughs> That's yeah, he I like, tells dude. them this story. The kids, I don't know, it's so inappropriate. So, how'd you lose it? Right? No, how'd no. you lose it? That's dude, awful. you know, my dad has one arm. Little kids ask him all the time. Well, yeah, guess, kids yeah, just don't have, like, yeah. a filter here. You Not know? at There's all. There's no filter. Not at all. And I guess, I mean, some don't know that that's not appropriate, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I do, they just really want to know, dude. Yeah. I do like to point out that uh, the revolver he had was a snub nose revolver. Mm -hmm. Oh, it but they a also can't hit shit nose revolver. <laughs> right, well, no one can in the eighties. No one ever gets shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. He he doesn't hit shit, but he does hit the windshield of uh, Chris's car. Yep. One round right through the windshield. Shit worse. It doesn't hit any of the other windows. It doesn't nope. hit anywhere in the interior. Of it's not. just a bullet hole through the windshield, like it was from the inside. Yeah, that's the only damage. That's it. But it still freaks the kids out, and they go into a random Cadillac, which happens to be the adulterer's Cadillac, mm -hmm. which is then carjacked by a thief. Joe. Joe Gip. Yeah. I was like, Joe's awesome. Why do you even say your last name? I do like him. He's one sly mofo. Yeah, he's cool. And Joe like Gip. Played by Calvin yeah, they, Levels. They pile in, and they don't see the guy in the front seat. One of them even gets into the front seat with him and doesn't notice him until they're, like, moving. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know how that works exactly, but it you know it's a thing. It's eighties. Yeah. Fuck it, it's eighties. Badass car thief. I do like to point yep. out that he was in a movie I liked called Hellbound with Chuck Norris. Okay. Yeah, like a uh, supernatural th thriller film. Put that on the list. Boom, done. That um, sounds great. Reaching their hideout in the South Side, the kids realize they have stumbled upon a chop shop. And Joe is, he upset the main guy, Graydon, the operation's yeah. second in command, maybe. 
The main guy is pissed, and he does. He full-on yeah. just whacks the guy. That guy scares the shit out of me. Uh, they are detained in an upstairs office, but escape. So, let's talk about this chop shop for a minute, dude. Yeah. I don't think it's hid very well, for one. No, it's <laughs> They're loud as shit. Labeled. I guess because yeah. they're in the south side. The cops don't drive by. Uh, they're jamming well, out music. Shit's in the like, cars. As soon as, as soon as the garage door opens, you've got sparks flying out. Big time. Yeah. Big time. A lot of yeah. sparks flying out as soon as it opens. Like, just the tiniest little bit. Bam, sparks. It's not, uh, it's not hidden. Mm-hmm. It's not hidden at all. You know, as they roll in, the first car we see that they're chopping, they're taking the hood off of a Rolls Royce, I think it was, or a Bentley. I don't know the difference. Why I, a I hood, never know. Why take a hood off? Because they're, they're chopping it, yeah. That's the thing. They chop it into par- parts, you know? Yeah, but I mean... I, I don't fucking know how a chop shop works. I don't know. Why are you asking me that? I just... <laughs> I don't know, but why take kids? Why can't you just drop them off? Is there like a deadline? You have to have this car, this Cadillac in there? Within like they asked minutes? to be dropped off. Mm-hmm. They were like, can you just leave us on this corner? He's like, no lady, I wouldn't even get out of this car in this area. Yeah, but you can drive like 20 minutes out of the way, drop them off at a white people's mall, and then <laughs> boom. I think they did ask to go to the mall, also, didn't they? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Also, it's a movie, so they have to go... They have to get in all yep. this trouble first, of course. So exactly. I get that. The main villain, dude, man, he freaked me out as a child. I, oh, he's so creepy. I never knew his his name though. Yeah, no, I don't. I think they might have said it once. I didn't catch it. Maybe. Um, I actually never knew any of the names of the people that were chasing. His name was Bleak. Looking it up now. Bleak. Yeah. That's the that's the like scary balding boss man. white guy that was in charge. Yeah. Yeah. He was famous for portraying gangsters. Okay. He was in an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was so convincing as an evil dude. Yeah. Even when... He was he, really pretty... Uh, he was stoic. Like, he didn't really say much. Yeah. And everything he did say was when pretty he did, funny. yeah, it raised an eyebrow. Yeah. And they put all their important notes on a Playboy. Yeah. For Who? certain deals they're doing for chop shops around the nation. You know, I, you don't have a envelope. I know like a, a Manila folder to put these in. What's going? What's going on, paper, guy? Like anything else to write on? What? I guess cops won't look at the Playboys. I don't know. I have no idea. That was great because Daryl. Did he throw it out the window, or Brad threw it out the window? Yeah. That, so uh, yeah, Daryl had. Daryl brought a Playboy and he showed Brad, and he's right. like, "Oh, look what I got!" And he showed him the centerfold, and he's like. No, get that out of here. He throws it out the throws window. Throws it on out the, the window. That's right. So yep. Daryl sees it on the on the uh, the gangster's uh, table there and put it in his backpack. Yep, he's got <laughs> it. Crazy. They kind of briefly show before you hear them talking about the notes that there's something written on it. Yeah, like kind the, of pick the up notes on it a little for bit. The, uh, the Cincinnati meeting or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the kids are scared that they're gonna get killed so they do a daring escape upstairs on a rafter <laughs> yeah i love the setup too like there's an hvac that's just fucking open in the ceiling big Dangling. wide open yeah with like <laughs> space around it so they just kind of push that up and then go through the roof right and then they stand on the roof like it looks like the roof is about this thick it's like the attic like drywall don't right. stand on that <laughs> I don't... 
I don't know. I don't know how they really affect their escape. I'm not sure how it I just works. I think it's great. Like there's a uh, fire escape right on the roof to help them get down too. Yeah, <laughs> there's a big window that's open <laughs> on the rafters. Yeah, and a fire escape directly off of that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so they escape. Yeah, Joe Gip, Bleak Grayson. It's Graydon. it's important to note that Joe actually was standing right outside of the office he and saw them walking on the rafters. He saw them and kind of smiled and. You know, like, way to go, kids. Yeah. Didn't say anything when the boss, you know, was asking him where he, where they went. Mm-hmm. Joe's a good guy, right from the start. He's a car thief, but he with, like, a heart of gold. chop shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a good guy. Not a very smart dude, but whatever. Yeah, he might be dumb, but he's, you know, he's a good guy. <laughs> so, the babysitting squad escape. They enter a blues club where the band on yeah. stage refuses to let them leave until they sing well, the blues. Nobody leave this place without singing the blues. The only way into this club, of course, is through the back, yeah. directly onto the stage. Of course. Now you're you're like a performer. You're you're a musician. <laughs> uh, how many clubs have you been to that are arranged that way? Um, one that was like that, but it <laughs> was locked at all times. <laughs> yeah, that's more than I thought. But still, yeah, it would be. You locked, couldn't I'm sure. just yeah. You'd have to hit the push bar to go out. Exactly, yeah. But it's it's well written on the back. Musicians only. Of course. <laughs> or yeah. in the name of the club on it. Yeah. Maybe they were lazy and didn't want to do it. And usually there's yeah. like a, uh, all the, inst- or the musicians like a uh, trailer to put their, uh, their shit in when they're done. But didn't see any of that mm-hmm. either. Yeah, um, no. The group recount their events while accompanied on instrument by Albert Collins. Albert Collins. Causing the audience to sing along and happily applaud. <laughs> you know, uh, he so, actually won a Grammy in 1997. Who? The guitarist? Albert Collins. I like him, dude. He was hilarious. He's good. He was really good. And um, song was he was also credited shit. He was credited as a guest on Letterman. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know if he was like the main guest or like a musical guest. I couldn't find any information on it, but that was back in 87. You know what I want to know, Same though? this was. How many times have people asked him to play the Babysitter Blues song? Yeah, right? <laughs> I bet he gets that movie. a lot. He did. Yeah. He passed away. Yeah, I, I had when. 93 in my head for that, but I guess that's not right because the Grammy was definitely in 97, so I'm not sure when, but you yeah. You still win unfortunately. A, gra- a Grammy when you're deceased. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Right? Well, I have no idea then. Um, yeah, he died in 93. Oh, okay. Cancer, well, man. Yeah, he got, he got his uh, posthumous. Ain't nobody That's leaving cool. here till they sing the blues. Love oh, that I line, love that dude. line. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> but the song was catchy as shit to me, man. I dug it. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually Elizabeth Shue that sings. Yeah, she did well, I thought. She does really well, yeah. The kids are right. But I love this club, right? There was, so, uh, there was one line in it that stuck out to me uh, in the whole song. Right. And it's, uh, Barbara's probably dead. Yeah. Because they were getting chased and haven't gotten her yet. And it was yeah. it keeps skipping scenes back to Barbara, which I love too. Um, yeah. But this, this club is pretty much a black blues club yeah. um, of Chicago. So to see a white person on stage, which I love how they do like the, the record scratch to a, st- to a, you know, a halt. I didn't catch <laughs> that. Did they do a record yeah, scratch? they did. That's amazing. All right. And, they, and everything, um, they all look at them. Faces that this crowd has, dude. Like, what yeah. the fuck? 
They're astonished. That is so good, dude. Um, well, I mean, you know, you're in a blues club and like four kids walk in on the stage. You're gonna go. Yeah. Because that. What are they I doing? I too. But I just love. Yeah. I just love uh, Albert Collins in this. Um, as they sing their beautiful song and leave with a, a very pleased crowd. Man, the crowd ate it up. Yeah. They loved it. Joe Graydon and Bleak arrive in the club. Mm-hmm. Whose owner stalled them to sing the blues? I really yep. wanted to know if they sang the blues or got a gun in his face. We never know. We I never know. learn. But they, they didn't video. show up again. They didn't show up again for a while, so I like to believe that they had to sing the blues. I believe they did. Yep. We're trying to kill those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I got the baby killing blues. Get my porno back. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good one, huh? Um, Brad tells Chris about his feelings toward her and is disappointed to learn that he is too young for her after separating Daryl from a streetwalker who is a runaway Chris is reminded of Brenda I love love him trying to convince her to go out with him you're you're more than just pretty you're kind of smart too that's that's his line this is very cringe dude it doesn't work you're kind of smart well he's like there's other guys out there he's an he's an ass <laughs> uh, yeah. but i think the boys also uh talk about mike and his so cool ride and how they beat him up and she just refused yeah. to believe it yeah mike uh kicked the shit out of daryl apparently i knew a couple of mikes growing up Dick, which is ridiculous because mike in the movie mike looks like he's about 12 years older than this shoot uh because he is. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure what the thing is it would, you know, in movie speak. Right. Like, is he actually is his character that old? No. Um, he's apparently in college now. Yeah. Cuz you said last year when he was a senior. Yeah. So yeah, he's kicking the shit out of a kid what, like 8 years younger than him? Probably, yeah. Douche. That's what douche yeah, fucking assholes do. Yeah. Mhm. After this, they are found and chased again by Graydon and Bleak, but escape on the Chicago L train and wind up in the middle of a gang fight. Brad is injured when one of the gang leaders throws a switchblade onto his foot. (laughs) This scene is like an outtake from West Side Story. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching it. (laughs) It's pretty They're just going to chat the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, the, the one crew was, uh, way more flamboyant than the other, I want to say. Um. A little bit. Uh-huh. Not to judge or Fucking anything. Jets. But one was definitely a little, I don't know how to say it politely or politically correct. Totally gay. You know, gay. you could tell that one team leaned one way and the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they had a shortage on tough punks and they had yeah. to go with the, uh. How can you be, like claim certain territories when you're in a damn subway line yeah or a, i don't understand an L train i just think they're just trying to add all these fun little twists and turns for this movie um yeah and so many of them had like chains and shit i don't i've, I've yeah. never seen anybody fight effectively with a chain no other than but Ghost 80s is all about their bling dude and their jackets you saw yeah. all the michael jackson jackets uh yes yeah there group? were a lot of thrillers bandanas the one hand yeah. glove i do want to point out that the Chicago L train is short for elevated. 
That's any L train. Yeah, well, see, I never knew that, dude. But oh, yeah, no, that's what it means. Also in Texas, where there's no trains. There are no trains, and there's nothing elevated either. Nothing elevated. So. A building every now and then. Chris interrupts the gang before they destroy each other, which... She jumps right in between like, two what is wrong with you? Um, yeah. They call her, get out of the way, bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um real awkwardly and brad tries to be the man but uh that's when he gets the switchblade into his foot and i love <laughs> when she pulls it out of his foot and says don't fuck with the babysitter it's like one yep. of the best lines in this movie don't fuck with the babysitter yeah it was great don't fuck with the babysitter that is classic and she holds him at knife point and that one yeah. little tiny switchblade is enough to hold back all yeah, of them yeah gangsters. they're scared they no. take Brad to the university hospital where he receives one stitch. They run into Pruitt, who is now on the run from his earlier attacks. He tells the kids he replaced the windshield, but Dawson wants $50 for the tires. Yeah, uh, there's a lot that happens in the hospital, honestly. First thing, the doctor is super cool. I really I really like the doctor. He looks tired of shit. He, he does look home. tired. He's sick of all the shit. He's tired of it. But a university uh, hospital, though, man, that's got to be busy as hell. Yeah. They just walk through the back where the ambulances are, carrying him in the most awkward position. Yeah. He's got <laughs> one little stab wound in his toe, and yeah. he's being carried completely. So he's called the stab... For these children. The uh, stab victim. Yeah, so there's a mix-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, while, while Brad is being treated, a nurse comes in and says, your stab victim? He died. <laughs> oh, well, uh, okay. <laughs> You know, the doctor's not affected. He's too tired for that shit. Yeah. And when he tells the kids, he's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I love it. Yeah, so they're, you know, how is is Brad? And he's like, Brad? He's got a stab wound. Oh, I'm sorry, he's dead. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they all overreact. I mean, I guess they react appropriately to somebody being dead. Yeah. Um, Chris faints. Just gone. Out. Yeah, because... How do you tell a parent that the child has died from... Or a babysitter. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. A foot wound. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Um, All right. It should be noted that Brad uh, doesn't think that one stitch is impressive enough to impress Chris. Yeah. <laughs> the 61 <laughs> stitch. Um, <laughs> um, during this scene, too, we also see uh, the adulterer. said, those are the kids that stole my car. Oh, he's getting carried yeah. away. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Um, it's a pretty good touch, yeah. And Pruitt, they see for the last time. So running away from the police. And still super cool. He's a good guy. Yeah, for real. He made he made up for his mistake. You know, he's like, you know, that one's on me. I apologize. Because he did shoot their windshield like a dick. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he fixed it. 50 for the tire, and that's not though. cheap. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? Like, the whole thing started because they couldn't come up with 40 bucks to save Brenda. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. oh, I'm stuck in a bus station, I can't... Okay, hang up, call the taxi company, send her a taxi, you're done. That's the whole movie done. Yeah. But they didn't have the 40 Just, bucks. Yeah. Save so her. now they've got to come up with 50. Yeah. <laughs> the kids come across a fraternity house party, and Chris becomes attracted to Dan Lynch, a gentleman who mm-hmm. learns of Chris's problem and helps him out. But how do they come to this frat party? Sarah has to pee. Yeah, and they kind of just walk up to it. 
don't they? I mean, yeah. they don't have their car. They just kind of like wander up to the And I house guess since party. they are kind of in the university area due to the hospital, yeah, that makes sense. They did emphasize the I university. I always wondered hospital. that though. I was just like, damn, why they, they're finding all this crazy shit going down? Yeah. And uh, I like this party, man. 80s parties were the best. Yep. They had like chugging stations, popcorn, dancing. They had mm-hmm. a, a live band. Yeah. Which, I never, I didn't really care for the band, dude. I did, man. Did I you, really did. did. Like Southside Johnny. Is that him? He is known as the grandfather of the New Jersey sound. Southside Johnny. <laughs> that's what he goes I by. I didn't I come know. up with that, man. I mean, it's it just, sounded very him. 80s. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. John Bon Jovi has acknowledged him as his reason for singing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, okay, Southside dude. opened up for John Bon Jovi and a couple other bands, too. That's how it goes, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Good for him. Maybe his other songs were cooler. I didn't even like it. Yeah, like, the slow know. song was cool. Yeah. I liked that. Um, I do like to say uh, this part is cool. The two frat guys notice Chris. And, and immediately recognize him. Yeah, to the Playboy. Yeah. <laughs> I think they had an issue, like, on hand. They just had it with them. Yeah, it was in his back pocket, right? Yeah. That's where you keep it. I mean, you don't have phones right back then. Just fucking whips out his porn. And is yeah, like, hey, check, check this, this out. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, centerfolds always, do, I, guess. I, don't I was just like, damn, dude. That's a lot of pages. Yeah. But, I always found it awkward. Me you know, too. It's It's too much work. It's a little too much work. Thank you, Internet Prawn. Exactly. <laughs> um, she um, meets Dan Lynch, um, and he is played by George Newbern. Anyways, but, um, um, he's a very suave dude wearing the uh, it's the cliche eighties jacket. George Newbern is a big time voice actor. He was the voice of Superman in all of the uh, cartoons and. Uh, like the Justice League, the Batman, he was the oh, Superman, and all of that. He was in the uh, I've never really seen him in any, well. anything else, I don't uh, think. The DC fighting game that I can't remember the name of currently. He was in that as the voice of Superman. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked, I liked his character. He was a cool dude. Like I said, with the uh, classic 80s jacket with the sleeves I don't know, man. rolled up with this. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember this movie very well. Um, even though I had watched it a few times before, several times, and not all that long ago, but um, I did not, I didn't trust him. He seemed like a real dick. Really? He, he was about yeah, he seemed like a false sincerity kind of real dick, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, probably a little bit. He's yeah. a little too suave, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. They but... put him a little over the top. Yeah. Another one we should watch, by the way. He, he tried to, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he tries to help him out, you know. He's like, I'll, I'll see what I can do. He got some money from yeah. people, and he ends up taking them to Dawson's garage. Yeah, I got to say, I was wrong. He was a great guy through the whole thing. Yeah. When they find Dawson, his blonde hair and sledgehammer led Sarah to believe he is Thor, her favorite superhero. Of course, he denies them their car because of the $5 shortage. But when Sarah offers him her toy Thor helmet, he changes his mind and lets him go. This 
I don't know, man. This scene always kind of confused me. I'm like, is he Thor? Yeah. Like, he's kind of a bit, dick right? to him, though, man. He was a real dick at the first. He was. Um, what I wanted to mention was that uh, there was a super awkward scene between Chris and Brad right before they went in, right? Like, she wants to get his address to send the money back. I want your contact information to send you back the money. Right. Right? I'm pretty sure she just wanted his fucking digits, right? Of course. And he's like, oh, no, it's good. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that was pretty funny. I know what you're talking about. I think maybe he already had her information. He hung I, a, I bet he held on to her other skate. He he picked the skate out of the girl's backpack so that he yeah. could go. So he could yeah, fucking he stole it. stalk her. So, yep, that's a good move. Maybe, maybe that's I've done yeah. that one. <laughs> hey, girl, you forgot this slipper <laughs> that had your address <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when Dawson yeah, back first. To Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, when he first comes up through the lift and it's all like steamy Down. and fogged out. And he's holding yeah, it's, the hammer. It's, a, it's clearly a hydraulic lift that yeah. is just pouring tons and tons of steam. <laughs> Something is horribly wrong with it. He needs to get it fixed, it. dude. He needs to get it fixed immediately. Hydraulic lines leaking <laughs> over here. <Yeah. laughs> of course, it's classic to make him look like Thor. Of course, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, he's uh, holding his little hammer. But yeah, he uh, he uh, it was a dick. Wouldn't give him the tire for five dollars short. It was rude Total to Sarah, bit. too, man. Until she said, Yeah. You're my hero. And then he lets him go. Like, why be a dick in the first place? I love the first part, though. Like, as soon as she sees him, she drops to, like, her knees yeah. and slams the hammer on the ground. She taps it. She kneels down, doesn't like, she? Yeah, she pledges allegiance. I didn't take down the actual if we, yeah, if we wanted to, word yeah. for word. But she pledges her allegiance to the almighty Thor. Quote, quote, almighty Thor. She slams her little plastic hammer on the ground three times. Pop, pop. Dude, she kneels down too. Yeah, she kneels eyes, all the way to the ground. He is Thor, yeah. but now yeah. I just see him. Which as I mean, huge. <laughs> he's a buff dude with a mullet. Yeah, Mullets, a very man. very yeah. golden blonde. It must be said, it's his. He's got really golden blonde locks. Right, but still, it's a mullet. It's so weird really... seeing him like that. Yeah, but uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, you know, from Full Metal Jacket, he was pile. Uh, from the Daredevil adaptation, he was the uh, Kingpin. He was Kingpin. Uh, he was in Law and Order Criminal Law and Order Criminal Intent. Mm-hmm. He and, was in uh, Magnificent Seven. And he was also in one of my favorite movies ever, uh, the Val Kilmer flick, uh, The Salton Sea. He played. He was in the Salton meth Sea. Meth-addled. Yeah, he played the meth-addled Pooh Bear, who I was just an awful forever. character, but he was fantastic in that role. Yeah. He was also in Men in Black. He, he won he? a supporting role in Men in Black. Yeah, he was a um, that guy with an alien tick over his skin. He was Edgar. He was Edgar the Bug. No shit. That I was didn't him. even recognize him in that. Yeah. He's got so much fucking range. He's a yeah, great he's actor. He's a great actor. He, he, he really is. Was that him doing the voice work for Edgar as yeah. well? Because that was some gruff, weird voice acting. He was nominated for a primetime Emmy in two Saturn Awards. Winning one for his supporting role in Men in Black. He was a great yeah. character. He deserved that, for sure, yeah. yeah. Good guy. But he eventually lets them go. There was They're a tense off. bit. There was a tense bit that involved some non-PC wordage. Um, early on in the movie, Sarah is doing something with her Thor. She's drawing Thor with Brad's Clearasil, which is apparently brown, as we discussed. I don't and, think it uh, is, though. Maybe it was. <laughs> 
I don't know. She's using it as brown. Whatever. Um, Brad calls Thor a homo at this point, which he does you know we can't condone. Homo. But this this we we have to bring it up because at this point, Sarah tells Dawson, tells Dawson that Brad called him he a homo. He doesn't believe in you anyways. He thinks you're homo. That does not. It does not go well for that. <laughs> that face he gives her. He gives yeah. Brad. That's some good shit. <laughs> yeah, he grabs him by the collar and pulls him. And yeah, when he finally lets him go, Brad's like, okay, okay, thank you. And he like, walks <laughs> away real fast. It was great. It was good. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Gipp tells Bleak about their troubles. And the three are waiting to follow them. We see them outside of Dawson's garage. The kids find the restaurant where Mike was supposed to take Chris and discover he is there with another girl. They do spot his, his car. Uh, Sarah slips away to look at a toy store while Chris yells at Mike. Yes, so she did mention uh, he was supposed to take me here tonight. And I think yep. Daryl points out is so cool. Yeah. Yep, that's his car over there with the so cool. But it was a fancy restaurant. It was pretty fancy. It was all right. They had a nice little dessert cart that uh, Sarah just helped herself to. Dude, right? I love dessert carts. They don't I've never really experienced see those anymore. One. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've never had a dessert cart offered yeah. to. I don't even know the name of the restaurant. But Mike is there with an ugly looking girl, in my opinion, dude. She had like that side ponytail thing, I think. Yeah. It was very uh, 80s, very, uh, very, 80s, very gross. He's instantly a douche to her. When she comes and uh, gets in his face. Um, she yells. She starts screaming right off the bat. There's a zero to a hundred moment where she Does just, she? bam, she's, don't lie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The that's whole right. thing happens. Like, people drop forks and violins screech to a halt. Like, all of that. Right. I know, And yeah. she's yelling at him. Mm-hmm. She's like, I thought, I thought you loved me, or is that all just bullshit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. And he's, his line back to her is, look, little girl. Yeah. <sighs> It's rough. It's not good. And then he mocks Brad for standing up for Chris and refusing Mm -hmm. to fight. And that's when she says Brad is more manly than Mike for refusing to fight. Yep. But that's that's when (laughs) Daryl The fucking shit disturber. Yeah. Yeah, he has no problem stooping to Mike's level and he just boots him right in the ass. To another table. Right into a table. You know, busting all his food, causing a commotion. It's great, dude. Yep. And then they run off, which I thought was badass. But yeah. I didn't. I never saw. I never thought Daryl would do that. I thought Brad would be like the man and actually do it. But he's a no. You see it coming if you really pay attention to Daryl because yeah. he is a little shit disturber. He loves the drama. The only reason Chris even confronted Mike was because Daryl was there, like egging her on. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's he's a true. little shit disturber. Which is why I liked him in this movie. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. The kid's a little dick. But yeah, oh, we yeah, see but... the doorman notice Chris. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I'm sure he's got a Playboy. He's got an issue in his back in his, pocket. In his back pocket, probably. <laughs> yeah. Sarah's out looking at the, the toy store. Bleak spots mm-hmm. her. And that, that's when the chase begins. Graydon chases her to an office building where she hides. Uh, the others see her, uh, notice that she's not there, and follow accidentally coming across the Anderson's party. Sarah climbs out into an open window, chased by Graydon, and Chris spots her, and they run to help. 
Yeah. So this whole building scene, this whole party thing, I thought it was pretty hilarious too. Where Bleak goes it's, into the party, just a straight douche. Yeah. <laughs> Bleak was funny in the party. He was hilarious. Yeah. Um, he was what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have notes on that. Um, so, but Sarah, the thing that pisses me off here is like Sarah stops on a floor that's under construction. Yeah, yeah. And that's, she just takes the elevator right to a floor that's under construction. Uh, a, the building can probably shut down that floor on the elevator, so that cannot access too. it from the elevator. And B, if they didn't, they would probably have some kind of big fucking thing just blocking big the elevator side. that has a lock on it. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can't just walk out onto the dangerous construction floor. None of that's there. But fuck it, it's None the 80s, there. dude. Also, shit. nobody will come up here. If you're running from a goon, the first place you want to go is somewhere populated. The last place you want to be is some desolate-ass, empty Let's go outside the window, dude. Yeah, no, that's not... (laughs) But child and 80s and movie, you got to keep thinking along those lines. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, This actually confused me for a little bit, but uh, they, they keep finding her floor that she was on by some kind of smudge on the elevator button. Chocolate. I realized... Yeah, it's the chocolate from, like, the little donut thing that she stole off the dessert cart. The dessert cart gave it away. You gotta love that dessert cart. Hey, way to be nasty, girl. Yep. Yeah, um, and then, uh, I think Chris makes it on into the party, too. Yeah, Chris and the two boys are in the party. Yeah. And they kind of hide in the coat room. Yeah, but since she got a coat. Yeah, she grabs this giant fur coat that, yeah. uh minx it, you know honestly like it probably ended up with red paint all over it which is oh, just a fucking sure shame because it was a great coat yeah super furry <laughs> yeah it was a great oh, coat let's see where are we but yeah i thought it was fun they did a little weird uh they kind of they they clump they're clumped together in this little hallway and uh they see that uh it's the parents party and they do this goofy ass scooby-doo scatter thing right like there's three different exits and all three of them take three different exits and yeah. it's funny it's it really struck me as funny because it was dude i, I know what you're talking about even like yeah. the part where um sarah's like on the window outside no one notices her ass <laughs> nobody sees the fucking almost toddler on the window or even like the, the whatever uh piece of fabric that's hanging down <laughs> that she's yeah. hanging on to I would also I think shit that was just myself a rope. if that was me. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would have died. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the dude that goes and chases her, is that... Um, it's great. What's his name? He gets stuck Graydon. outside, too. Yeah. Um, it's the dumbest thing, right? He goes out after her. Yeah. Down this short rope that's not long enough. Yep. Yeah, because she let go of the rope and slid. Caught herself down a few floors. Fuck he climbs well. down, and he's stuck on this thing. And the first thing the kids do when they get there is lower the rope lower down to sarah yeah this grown-ass man is too stupid to lower the rope far enough down to get to sarah I don't, so he's yeah. left dangling on the ledge he it's is hilarious. stranded yep yeah <laughs> uh after the group pulls sarah from the outside window bleak confronts them joe knocks his boss out before giving him a playboy magazine that daryl had stolen which contained the important notes that the criminals wanted then says he is getting out of crime. Kids finally retrieve Brenda from the bus station and rush home. Let's go back to the bus station, man. 
Yeah, we've skipped over Brenda this whole time. Yeah, so let's, go let's back just attack to all of that. A second. So yeah. she had all sorts of crazy shit happen to her. Got her glasses stolen. Holding a rat cat. Um, yeah. <laughs> what else? There's some other there was crazy a shit. Uh, there was a ridiculous flasher guy with like a long flasher coat. He but did. instead of junk, he flashed a pistol. Yeah, that was it. Just pat, yeah. just flashing it at her. It's like, hey, look at my gun. Didn't show, didn't didn't, didn't point it at her or anything. Either. He just was like, he was super flashery. Like it right. was like he was flashing his junk, but even his like it was a pistol instead. Features. It was yeah, like he, was he was doing his the, dick. the whole thing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, his gun. It was awful. It was it really was weird. I would be creeped me. up. Yeah. It's just showing you the beautiful sights of downtown bus station. Yeah. That homeless woman steals her glasses and can instantly see. Yeah. The glasses work perfectly for her. I love that. And she makes sure and trades. She trades. She gives the sunglasses to Barbara. Yeah. Of course. That's and there's some like nice. weird cat eye shaped like yeah. 80s designer. They're pretty bad. Fucking sunglasses on the homeless lady for some yeah, reason. They were bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, they were strange. The hot dog man wouldn't give her a wiener. She was gonna yeah, try to she didn't have enough check. money. <laughs> yeah, God, like the fifth party check or yeah. something. God dang! <laughs> I'll see how Banks did that. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't blame him for saying no. She found a pretty cat. Oh, dudes. she loved this cat. Poor kitten. What are you doing here all by yourself? And that's a giant you know. sewer rat. <laughs> it's a giant sewer rat and it was the cutest fucking rat yeah. it was white with the red it eyes cute, and it was dude. really yeah. it was a cool rat like it was a pet rat for sure yeah it wasn't yeah. like a gross sewer rat he's pretty big though big ass it was a good it was big size yeah and she kept you know having all this drama happen like her night it was a lot worst of night drama. ever um and yep and clearly chris i loved just the having a good time i loved the scene where she uh she finds the homeless lady with her glasses, which mm-hmm. a minute ago she couldn't tell the difference between right. a kitten and a rat. Yep. But she's able to find the homeless lady, Magical. see the glasses perfectly enough to lift them off of her face without waking her up. Yeah. She and then she puts them on and runs away. Yeah. The homeless lady wakes up and chases her, and she runs back through all of the shit that's bothered her through the whole movie, right? Yeah. She runs literally into the janitors who are still laughing at her. Yeah. No. <laughs> she runs like, past the flasher. She uh, she runs past the homeless guy in the booth, and this is one of my favorite lines in the entire movie right here. As she runs past the homeless guy, the the homeless lady that had stolen her glasses and is now chasing her, runs up to the booth and sees the homeless guy in it and goes, "Get out of my house!" Get out of my house! Yeah, she does say that to him. <laughs> I loved that. They're that fighting over the phone booth house. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. Oh. They, it's so good. Brenda finally leaves. She gets picked up, and yep. they all rush home, narrowly avoiding she's, the Andersons on the interstate. She's <laughs> waiting outside when they pick her up. Yeah. I don't know. Like I guess she decided, yeah. like, that's enough of that place. I'm just going to go stand outside. Like she should have done the whole time. <laughs> or not. I mean, she's not in a good part of town. I don't know. I don't know. She should have just sat her ass down and kept out of trouble. Leave your glasses on your face or in your pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so on the interstate, they pass by the Andersons, um, the parents, and they all duck down, except for Chris <laughs> wearing glasses, or some, some yep. shades or something at night. Yeah. Yeah. And then it hauls ass. Um, yeah, and there's even a line where they're like, 
I don't want my kids being on the road with a maniac like, like that. that. Yeah, that's true. They'll be driving in a few years, something mm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once home, Chris cleans up the mess left earlier. Like, the mac and cheese all over the place, crunch bar. Yeah, she, I like this scene. She hauls ass. Um, it's such an '80s trope scene, mm-hmm. like, where you're able to put everything right in 30 seconds before the parents get home. Yeah. It's, just, I think I feel like that's an absolute trope of the 80s. And then put the TV on, yeah. She get, yeah. yeah just in time yeah. as the Andersons entered, man. It's perfect timing. She's she's just sat down. She's got the TV on. She looks relaxed when they enter. Yeah. Uh, Chris says goodnight to the kids. Brad tells her he understands about her not feeling the same way. And tells yep. her that if they see each other at school the next day, it is okay if she ignores him. Um, she smiles and says she doesn't ignore her friends. Uh, just as she's leaving, that's when we see Dan. Oh, man, they arrive with one of Sarah's missing skates. Yeah. <laughs> now, until he pulls the skate out, it just kind of, it struck me that he was following them. Right. Like, that's my first instinct. I was like... Okay, did he follow them to the restaurant and then just sit outside the restaurant while they did all the shit in the skyscraper? And then they came back to the car and then they followed him home. <laughs> like, that was my impression. I was like, right. what a fucking creepy bastard. But he redeems himself in my eyes. He pulls out the skate and it's got this tag, if lost, return to, and right. the home address. So he's not a stalker. He's a kind dude who like, returned a skate left in his car. I'm kind of stalked. Or he's a stalker who stole the skate. But like the next thing he says to, it's cheesy as shit. He goes, he tells her he needs a babysitter. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, that's not a good line. And then I'm looking for a babysitter. But it's even worse. She says she's retired. He he goes, it was for me. I'm like, what the fuck? Is he is he a diaper guy? Is he one of the dudes in diaper wear? He likes the baby play. I don't. I was like, why say that? Be like, yeah, I don't know. Let's go out. I'll treat you right, girl. Let me touch your yeah, face. Right? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, they pan up to the window, and, and Sarah's up there, like, They're all watching, him. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all three of them are hanging out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brad being Brad the man, is the dude, last one. Closing those yep. blinds. He was the last one to go in. He kind of, like, gives her a smile and a nod, like, yep, it's all right. Yeah, he knows way He's out of his league. Yeah. And that's it. But... Did you watch the post-credit scene? I did. I, I fast-forwarded through the credits to see, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that dude is still out on the ledge. He's on the ledge. Help me! Help! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is Adventures in Babysitting. More or less. Watch it for yourself. It's a good movie. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to it. Um, it was a 99-minute movie. Uh, came out in July, July the third, 1987. Made 34 point. Four million doesn't even say what their budget was, but it was a good one. Directed by Chris Columbus, written by Dim David Simpkins. Cool. And uh, I got my copy for about five bucks on Amazon, so you know it's cheap too. Yeah, enjoy it. We did. Yep. Later. <laughs> hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. You can follow us at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Signing off, this is Corey and Bryson saying have a totally rad day late. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.